Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show where we welcome back the Ghoul Geek Keith with his film pick of the week, Ghoulies 2 from 1988, directed by Albert Band. Don't have to cover the first one. We're just going right to the sequel, baby. And as you'll see, you don't really need to cover the first one. You just need the second one, all goopy and disgusting, a lot of KY jelly, a lot of practical effects. But we'll get to that later on in the show. And of course, we are joined by him, the returning Ghoul Geek Keith, the bold and the beautiful. Welcome back, sir. Hello. And welcome. Hello. To Talking Terror. Hello, everybody. What is fucking going on, guys? It's good to be back. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Brought to you by Sir Nigel Bennybottom. Hello there. But soft when I threw you on window bricks. <laughs> and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun. Kill the envious moon with grief. I, I can't remember all that Romeo and Juliet shit, but I know, I, I'm, I'm pretty I mean, close. I know that. Phil Fondacaro doing Shakespeare in the park. I would go and see every fucking performance. I don't care. Oh, like, dude, you fucking rule, Phil. I love you. Do more. Do King Lear next. Oh, I've got a fag. Yes, you do. Forever, <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, not going to be joined by the Dean tonight. Uh, he's off camping somewhere, so best of luck to you. Make sure you watch out for those bears in case you're on your period team. Make sure you hide those pants up. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I am going camping. That is where I am. Yes, there are yes. bears. Sorry, I'm channeling the Dean real quick and, and his excitement. Because, you know, he's, he's so excited to be camping right now. I'm thrilled. Well, he just he that, takes those five-minute pauses. I always have to what do. I'm doing. Yes. Well, it gives you some time to nap, you know, in between sentences. <laughs> yeah, it gives you a good rest-up. It gives you the good amp-up. So, yes, we are not joined by him. But we are joined by the psychotic simian, the man monkey, the prince of the day. Yes, get funky with the monkey. Oh, yeah! King, we're getting funky with the spunky as we cover the gloopy, grubby, coy, grimy mess of a movie. That's tonight's episode. But you know what time it is, right, fans, as you slip on those cans and see him, the king, your gams, and you settle down to the titillating sounds of talking terror as we excite your entire being as you listen live on Blog Talk. But don't worry, you can catch past episodes on Blog Talk, iTunes, and Spotify. And don't forget to like and subscribe to your favorite hall podcast and all the land, which is Talking Terror, at Facebook and Instagram, baby! What's up, Fred family? <laughs> oh, felt that entrance. Back on top. Back to the <laughs> Got it. He's, it's the 80s movie, so it's going to be a lot of cocaine. So, of course, that's why he oh, has extra. Oh, cocaine! <laughs> he just did a whole pile of cocaine and voted for Reagan, even though he's been dead for a number of years. Good job, Lucky. <laughs> what do you mean, so, dead? Yes. That man had a family. What are you talking about? 
Economics. Monkeys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trickle down economics token totally work. What are you talking about? <laughs> now pass me another rail. Monkey coke. feels the <laughs> need. <laughs> Got the need for speed. <laughs> oh, he's moving on to speed. Is that what it is? Uh, no, I'm going to be, no, I'm gonna be pop, pop, popping a couple of little mother's little helpers <laughs> to get me through mm. this episode. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with those. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, so got a lot to talk about in this first hour, horror news, trailers, a whole bit. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to kick it off with between the ghoul and I, uh, Nope came out last week, Jordan Peele's new film, filmed for IMAX. I got to see it in IMAX. Well, not the, the IMAX that we know of, where it's a dome theater and it's just immersive. This is just a really big fucking screen and really great sound quality. Uh, so, had to see it. Glad I did. Glad I paid the extra couple bucks to go see an IMAX because this movie is just massive in scale with the sets and the locations of where he shot. Uh, and it definitely was a movie where you go into it thinking it's going to be one thing, and it really isn't, and it's something completely different. And I just overall enjoyed the experience I really do like Jordan Peele, so I was glad not to be disappointed by his third film. I think it might be my favorite of uh, all three. Get Out, Us, and uh, Nope. I think it might be my favorite. Probably going to have to go see it again, just to be sure. But, Ghoul, you saw it in IMAX as well. What did you think? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm just, I'm, I'm just enjoying the, the, the Ghoul and I, because it just automatically just gave me like thoughts of the King of Siam. This makes you Anna, and I, and I am the king. So, so, so I'll be your Anna. We, we will teach each other things, and we can dance and, and have all kinds of fun. We should totally put this together, the ghoul and I. As That's far right. as Nope goes, uh, um, coming soon to you know a theater near you. <laughs> there's uh, there's so, going to be so, singing yeah. and dancing. <laughs> well, of course. It's, if I'm involved, it has to be partly musical, you know? And I, come on. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Well, but of course. <laughs> So, so, you know, to preface the whole thing, I re-upped my, my, my A-list subscription, yeah. um, you know, finally. And, uh, and, and I am so thrilled that I did. Uh, I, I did so, and, and I fucking went into a head dive into the movie theater experience this weekend. And, you know, Saturday, I did Top Gun Maverick. So, speaking of feeling the need, the need for speed, Ooh. dude, Top Gun Maverick <laughs> kicked fucking Bam, the movie bam, bam. was so much fun. It really was. And I know, like, you know, the, the, your, like, initial thought, King, was like, oh, well, you know, I've seen one plane movie, you've seen them all. Well, while that might not be untrue, what is very mm-hmm. cool is some of the, 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 the quality of camera work that they were able to, to capture some of these stunts that they did in this movie, plus some of the new fighter jet shit that they showed. Dude, there was one fucking move, like, even I was, like, sitting there, like, holy fuck. And, like, when it was done, like, as soon as I got out, I, like, I got in my truck, like, got my on my phone, and I'm like, did that actually fucking, like, happen, or was that CGI? <laughs> and sure as shit, the plane actually did full-on do this stunt. It's not something that they would outfit it with to do in combat scenarios. It's something that they would outfit the plane to do in, like, a show or some shit like that. So when you see those aerial just, shows just, and shit. Yeah, for yeah for display shows. Dude, it was um, fucking far the fuck out, man. <laughs> it was like, and again, it's like, one of the, it was like Robotech shit. Like, what this plane pulled off, man. I was like, wow. 
Okay, wait, 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 wait. I just, I, I just want to ask you super, super quick. Okay, just because we've yeah. had, we've had the argument from from me and the king, we've seen the trailer, and and we've heard the dean's defense. In your opinion, is it a scene for scene remake? Just super quick. Is, is it a scene for scene remake, or is it its own no. individual movie? It's a sequel. It's a okay. sequel. Is what it is. You know, it is, it is a definitive sequel. And you know, just just to just to end it too. I you know I have no inclinations in any way towards uh, towards the the homosexual uh, lifestyle. I'm a full-on heterosexual male. I love women and every single fucking thing about them. But, dude, Miles Keller is a good-looking fucking dude. And that motherfucker got oh, yeah. in shape for this movie. Like, he looks fantastic. You know, normally he has that, like, boyish, doughy appearance. This motherfucker came into that movie ready to go. He's, like, chiseled the fuck up. You got shirtless scenes, and even I'm like... Dude, I need to look like that if if I could twenty something years ago. It's obviously not happening anytime <laughs> soon. So so that that's what kicked <laughs> off my my, my A list uh, experience. So to get on to Nope, which Very I did the cool. next day after hearing after hearing the King say that uh, you know one that that it was enjoyable. I know him and the Dean both went and saw it on uh, I guess Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. King, you specifically were like, yeah, you know, you should do it. If you're going to do it, do it in IMAX. So, you know what? I took the ride up to New Brunswick on Sunday, uh, used, you know, my second A-list pass, no extra charge or anything like that. And, uh, and I got to, nice. to watch Nope in, a, in a, a big IMAX theater with about, I don't know, 13 or 14 other people. Um, okay. That's it? Very, yeah, it's, it's IMAX. A lot of people don't like to pay that extra money. All the other That's theaters... Right. Yep. Had like no seats left. This theater was like nearly empty, man. So maybe there were twenty nice. people tops. So I really, I really wasn't looking around all that much. But what was great is that I got to share the theater and enjoy. And like I don't, I don't know if it's racist to say it this way, but it was like with other, it was with African American people who like completely. Right. We're all in on the movie. Like, you know, like how you see them <laughs> That's act a, like that is awesome. It was fucking great, man. Like, there was shit getting sad during the movie. Like, you better not be going there. And, Bob, that's not what you be doing. You know, I know you ain't got wings, but you better fly. Like, shit like that coming out. I was fucking dying. Like, I was laughing so fucking hard. Um, but it, and it played so well with the movie itself. As far as the movie goes, you know what, to, to absolutely support what the King said, Jordan Peele is fucking fantastic. He is a great writer. He is a great director. Mm-hmm. The performances he gets out of his, his, his people are just amazing. And, and like, here you have a, a, another film, you know, the third movie here in which, in which yes, you can sit there, you can watch this movie, you can kind of do what you do with other movies. Turn your brain off, and you're just simply watching uh, a, a typical American UFO story. Uh, but, but when you look at the deeper subtext, there are so mm-hmm. many other stories being told. And there's a layer, and then there's another layer, and then there's another layer, and you're like wow, you could really see so many things that this guy is putting out there for you to find. He makes the movie experience 
something more than just simply watching a film. He engages your mind in ways that are just like fantastic and, and it's never insulting, you know, like whatever he puts no. out there, it, it, it might be a strong message towards, you know, treatment of, of people of color and stuff like that. But it's never in a way where it's like insulting anybody else in any way. It's just simply kind of putting it there and like, Hey, why don't you look at it from this angle a little bit? And, and when you do that, you're like, oh, no shit. You know what? Yeah, I, I really never did consider it from there. Uh, the, the movie, again, I, I don't know which of his three would be my, my favorite. Um, I, I really did enjoy this one. I do want to see it again, obviously. Uh, but, you know, like Get Out is, is brilliant. And, and Us, you know, I, I love that one as well. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just Jordan Peele is fastly becoming like one of my favorite directors. So I was uh, very, very pleased with that. And then I wrapped my, uh, my three movie experience up because I knew I'd be busy all week with uh, Jurassic Park Dominion, um, okay. which unfortunately, uh, look, the, the movie is brainless action. It really is. You're never going to reach the, the heights that you did with the first Jurassic Park. They know this. They nah. didn't try this. They didn't try to be smart. They just said, hey, you know what? We're going to take a bunch of fucking things from other movies. Like, you know, hey, this is from Fast and the Furious, and this is from this, and this is from that. And we're going to mash it all up into this great big action blockbuster and call it the last Jurassic Park movie. Uh, it, it was more fun than it should have been. It might be my third favorite of the Jurassic Jurassic Park series at this point could even creep into two. I have to rewatch it, um, mostly because what happened was at the specific theater, which was like Theater Seven in the same New Brunswick theater, the front speaker was like they may as well have just had it playing out of a cell phone. So like your sound effects, oh. all the stuff on your side were great. All the spoken dialogue was like a whisper. You could barely hear any of it. And, like, no. I spoke to them at the, at the customer service about it. They were like, yeah, we'll check, you know, because I, I heard it during the trailers. Um, but, you know, they obviously never did anything about it. I got to say, AMC treated me real good, though. Uh, I, I got in touch with them via Twitter after the fact because the customer service people were, like, nowhere to be found in the theater afterwards, and I wasn't waiting. Uh, but Twitter, they responded to me within, like, an hour asked whatever information, gave it to him. By the next day, the guy was like, hey, you know what, I just looked into it, and we're going to give you your credit back for that movie. So, like, I Sweet. still have, like, another nice. movie. Yeah, yeah no, they, they hooked me right up. They did it right through the app and everything. I didn't have to do shit. So, uh, but, you know, very I'm not cool. going to get it. Cool. So using it. So, so those, those were my three movies. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a, a fun-filled experience. I cannot wait. There's so much stuff coming on the horizon, too. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. And, yeah, as far as to wrap it up with Nope, yeah. I love the fact that Jordan Peele in the movie has them say Nope all the time. Like, you know, they look up to the sky and all of a sudden they see something like, nope. <laughs> and they're running the opposite direction. Like, they're not staying out there. But then it makes them want to look at the sky more. And be like, yo, what if I looked up in the sky and saw some shit like that? <laughs> How would I react? I think I'd probably uh, yeah. fucking run tail too. You know, but you yeah, got to get the open shot. Well, well yeah, they, they wanted the open shot. It's, it's not always, nope, was not just always about what was up in the sky. You know, what was great for yeah. me, though, is yep. besides having it. Having it being said from the people in the movie, having it said by, by the people <laughs> yeah. surrounding me regularly was great, too, because that was the other word that I just kept hearing. It was like, nope, 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 nope. Definitely not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah. It's just, it, but it works in the film, you know, and again, like you said, uh, Google, it's not insulting. Like, that's exactly the reaction anybody would have, you know, if they're seeing something that they really can't believe or don't want to believe. And then Stephen Yoon was so great as Rick Park, Jupe, with Jupiter's claim, you know, being the Jupe. former child star, played it so fucking well, you know, with this whole <laughs> cowboy scene. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, no, Gordy, Gordy's home, man. That really is great. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but go see it, and then nope. let me know what you thought about it. Nope, not, not going to spoil it. That was fucking great. Nope. <laughs> it was great. So I can't wait to see what's next for him. You know, I know he's taking a break, you know, for a little while from directing and working on some different projects. But, yeah, just it's a high recommend. Plus, like he said, with IMAX, it's just so beautiful in the way it was shot. Plus, you get the villain from The Crow in the movie as a cinematographer who's just fucking batshit insane. Like, I loved everything he was in towards the end. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's the villain from The Crow. <laughs> and now he's a crazy cinematographer in this movie, you know, who has a perfect camera to use. But uh, so, yeah, that's nope. Everybody goes see it. Even Monkey, I, I can't wait for you to check it out because I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy aspects of it. I think well, yeah, I'm a sci-fi nerd. I, you know, yeah, it's just, a, again, just the way the budget is right now. It's just movie well, theater experience is just out. not in the cards. But, no, you know, oh, yeah, no, I, def- no. I, I definitely plan on checking it out, though. It's like like you guys have said, the first two Jordan Peele movies are just so much fun, man. And yeah. I'm looking forward to see what he d- does with a more traditional science fiction spin. Yeah, I think you're you're really going to vibe on it. And plus, uh, of course, Corey Hart's sunglasses at night playing a, a big part, which I'm a huge fan of that song. <laughs> so for it to be in the movie, I was like, dude, this is fucking perfect. Uh, Just slow it down. So not okay. The jean jacket remix. <laughs> nope. I love well, that. So. Okay. Uh, I, I, no, I get it. Guess on. we ain't got five on it, but okay. <laughs> oh, no. Believe me. When you hear, when you see, nope, finally, monkey, and you hear how they play uh, sunglasses at night, you're going to be like, okay, I dig it. <laughs> it's, just, it's so weird and bizarre, but they actually have the remix on YouTube that you can actually listen to. Um, yeah, just fun. <laughs> you never think you're going to hear it that way ever again, but you kind of want to. You know, after the movie's over, you're like, I want to hear that. That's because it's not the mm-hmm. standard version. But moving away from Nope and, you know, the A-plus list, uh, Monkey Ghoul, there's a lot of fucking Marvel just fucking hamming it, jerking it with all the news that's coming out. Miss Miss Mar- Marvel ended and posted the next phase. Uh, so I wanted to give it to you guys to kind of move out a little bit. I'll jump in here or there, but, you know, I wanted to give this time to you guys to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I could. Um, again, the the ghoul and I, we watched Miss Marvel, and I just want to say, like, the Diva and I, this, so far, this is our favorite series that Marvel has put out right now. Jeez, okay. Everything that everything they've covered, like you know, from covering, lately covering the Muslim community, because we're gonna be honest, it's the Disney version of it, you know. Um, and we're enjoying the smaller stories, the fact that it was set in Jersey. You know, it's it's a it's a really well written coming of age movie that you know about family with a really really solid cast. And Lainey and I were just so excited about it. Is you know every episode was great from start to finish. You know, it, it, and we just had such a great time with it until the very very end scene 
you know, which we'll get to in a minute, Gene. But, dude, Diva lost her fucking shit for a second at the end scene. But, you know, so just, you know, what did you think of the series, man? You know, once it wrapped up, were you happy with what we got? All right, so I, uh, you know what? I kind of had like a, a an almost an adverse reaction to how they kind of finished it all up. Um, I feel like the show really peaked at like episode three, and like each subsequent episode after that kind of like rolled downhill for me. Uh, definitely not my favorite of the uh, the Disney Plus series. Um, I, I'm still going to probably go on the side of uh, WandaVision just because I like the diversity as far as of how they, they just did so much weird shit and just throwbacks to, to TV time past and everything. Um, but yeah, look, was, was Miss Marvel a, a good series? Yes. You know what? It was. It's not everybody's cup of tea. At all, you know. I mean, here you are, and yes, is it the Disneyfied, the Disneyfied version of, of the Muslim community? Yes, it was. But you're also taking a community that is not seen very often in American culture in a positive light. Unfortunately, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but look, yeah, you know, we we live in a whitewashed country. Okay, we can we can easily fucking mm-hmm. say that. I'm, I I would never deny it, you know. Um, yeah, but the, yeah. the 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 culture itself and the religion itself also lends towards privacy, and that also kind of gives it a bit of an air of mystery and, unfortunately, due to extremism and shit like that, danger. Um, you know, but but that is throughout all communities, you know, obviously, you know, look, I mean, we, we've had all kinds of shit happen of all fucking cultures. Um, yeah. As far as yeah. Marvel goes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because covered very well in the show. Yeah, I apologize. I'm English. We did a or half English. We did a lot of fucked up shit to a lot of people just on behalf of my mom. Sorry, guys. Way to go, monkey. <laughs> Ruining for everybody. Bye. Thanks, monkey. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Kamala Palani as Kamala Khan, fucking great. You know, she really was. And, you know, for me, early casting, when I saw she was cast in the role, like, yeah, she looks the part, all this and that. But because I knew she was a younger actress, I knew she didn't have much experience, I wasn't sure what we were going to get out of her. Um, this, Mm -hmm. This is a show targeting teenage girls and and young girls this is their show a show for them that has a superhero for them um mm-hmm. i just feel yeah. like you know yeah. from from a a marvel fan perspective and i guess obviously being a, a older male um not in the, any of the demographics that this show would be targeting necessarily uh i feel like her power set never gets fully shown we never really see exactly what it is that she can do um besides you know make her little shield and make her little jumpy thingy um again that's exactly how i kind of feel about it it's like you know she makes these little light jumpy things and then she makes a little light shield and eventually she covers her body with it i would like to have seen more variation with that and maybe a little more growth in the use of the powers but we'll probably see that in the marvels because i know that's that that's her next yeah you know thing that we're going to see her in uh, but but yeah, overall the show was enjoyable. You know, it's uh, 
know, it, it was it was fun, and it's it's obviously it's something that you need to watch if if you're keeping up with all of the Marvel properties. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. And you know, the span of the show only takes place of like maybe half a school year. You know, so she doesn't have that much time to actually learn her powers. You know, this is her <laughs> just getting established. You know, we're we're talking about you know, you know, Peter Parker. You know, tenth grade. You know, who just figuring out what, his shit. Uh, but at the end of the series, when we we have the character swap, you know. <laughs> And Carol Danvers shows up. <laughs> Diva fucking lost her shit and fucking stood up. And she was pointing at the screen, and then she was like, did they? Did they? And I was like, no, they did not turn her white. <laughs> they did not make her white. Uh... <laughs> I, was like, I was like, honey, I was like, honey that's Captain Marvel. <laughs> and she, was, like, she was getting up, man, pointing at the screen, and I was like, they would not be that fucking stupid. That's Captain Marvel, sweetie. I know it's been a while since you've seen it, but yeah, that, they didn't turn her white. <laughs> Uh, talk about whitewashing, huh? Um, so that whole thing. Oh yeah, too, that's was, exactly uh, what she was thinking. <laughs> you know, the uh, Brie Larson looked really skinny, so I don't know if that was necessary. That might not have been her. That might have actually been like a body double or a CGI body, and then they put her head on that. Um, like I said, I mean, she was like unnaturally skinny for Brie Larson. She's not, uh, mm. she's not like the, the most yeah. slender of, of that. And I'm not saying it's in a negative. I mean, she has a fucking normal like body type, you know, it's, it's, it's normal. It's, it's a mm. good fucking body to have. Um, but, but yeah, she just looked at, uh, it could be, it could have been the, the, the angling or the, the camera work. I don't know, whatever it was. Possibly. She was like, weird, like weirdly skinny. And, and you know, obviously the, what, what put everybody abuzz was the second credit sequence, you know, due to specific wording, which I feel like they're playing very loosely on as far as, you know, her having a mutation in her DNA. Yeah. The key key word, you know, so without necessarily saying it, they've introduced mutants to the Marvel universe. Finally. Yeah. Which then brings us to what the king was saying about, you know, phases five and six and fucking drops for fucking Marvel. And, yeah, it, it, like, of the shit that they put out there, the things I'm really excited are I fucking lost my shit when I saw that they're putting out Ironheart. All right. I was not expecting mm-hmm. that. And then, like, the big one that I'm really, really waiting for is the fucking Armor Wars. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that was that, that was like one of my favorite storylines when I was a fucking kid. So you know, I, I can't wait to see what happens with this shit, man. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a uh, well. We're gonna see Ironheart in uh, Wakanda forever. Um, Ooh, so she, oh, really? If you watch the trailer for that, she's in that. Um, you see her mm-hmm. in the trail. Oh. She's cutting out the, the metal, the iron heart. You see it get carved out at, the, at a sequence. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, basically, and I, and I almost feel like it's a, I feel like this is a reaction from Disney's end, like all of this announcement and everything. They've given, they've given a definitive ending to phase four. Um, and, right. and that's going to be the Wakanda Forever movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Ant-Man and 
mayhem in the quantum verse or whatever the hell quantum mania. Quantum mania. Marvel Vision. <laughs> so you know that that that's going to kick off the next phase. You know they've announced all of Phase Five, and they've announced the two movies that are going to end this you know quote unquote saga, which is lending towards the whole Kang thing, the Kang Dynasty, and and whatever the yeah, oh, the Avengers uh, for Wars. Um, yeah, yes, both yep. Avengers movies. You know now now what we don't know. You know, similar to, and, and I almost feel like it's exactly how what we saw the Russos set up in Endgame, right? You start that movie with that cold open, and you have uh, Hawkeye, you know, talking to, to, to Lila, his daughter at the time. And he's telling her, yeah. you know, look at the target, you know, because that's your destination. Now, getting to the destination, we don't know how the arrow is going to get there. The idea is just to focus on that destination. And I feel like that's where Disney and Marvel are right now. They know what their destination is. They have phase five, you know, structured the movies that they're going to put in there. They're there. I really think, though, that they are underwhelmed with what phase four has been and what it has done. Uh, Shang-Chi mm-hmm. is probably the best of the phase four movies. Um, as, as far as the, right. the quality of the films that have come out. Uh, everything else has been, you know, I guess Kevin Feige, Feige or whatever, you know, has said that uh, yeah, Kevin Feige. everything is Feige, Feige, I can never say his name right. Um, <laughs> <C-5-0-phone>. <laughs> you know, basically what he has said is that all of Phase 4 is essentially all, like all the regular movies with characters that we have seen in the other films, it's all their mourning period for Endgame. So for this, all of them, this is all of those Marvel characters far from home. If we could to, to draw a line as far as like what yeah. it was to Spider-Man. So each one of these characters, so the Thor movie that just came out, that's Thor's version of far from home type of shit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's Thanos was, was, Thanos was right. <laughs> Thanos is definitely right. <laughs> they should they should have kept everything snapped, man. With some of the shit I've seen. I mean, look, the, the, the COVID thing threw everything off too, and that's something that we have to remember. Yeah. Through timelines around, yeah. and I don't even mean storyline wise. I mean filming and getting movies out and getting studio deals done. Uh, I'm sure they're going to write the ship. They got a lot of good properties coming. I'm looking forward to Wakanda Forever. I got to say the trailer for that. With the no woman, no cry, um, oh, you know, yeah. song going on in the background. It kind of really like it's. It's. I feel like it's them telling you like, hey, listen, this is going to be a, a female empowered movie. Um, so be ready for it. You know, Coogler is 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 another great director. You know, so just just like Jordan Peele, Ryan Coogler knows how to how to put his movies yep. together and kind of give you those layers. Um, you know, but I, I really am. I'm excited to know who are who the new Panther is going to be because we don't see that. You know, what we do see is we see Namor, we see Atuma, we see all these other things going on. Um, you know, yeah, there's, there's a shit it's ton of fucking films and properties coming out. Yeah, some you know, Namor. He's, 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 yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's, so, yeah, it's Aquaman. Okay. So, <laughs> so, King, of the uh, Phase 5 and 6, did you see anything you were excited about? Oh, there's a lot. There really is a lot. I mean, there's this. Uh, I'm really looking forward to She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. I know it looks terrible. I know it just. But I saw the new trailer. You know where it they have fun. Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, and it's just it's so much fun. It's a couple so days away. That. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be watching it. I can't wait. I'm excited for it. 
I'm excited for Guardians Volume 3 because I know it's going to be the, the curtain call for the Guardians. So it's going to be their last ride. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap that up. And also Captain America with Sam Wilson. That's going to be coming out. Thunderbolts is coming. So it's like, there's a lot of fucking Marvel shit to be looking forward to. But, you know, there's a Thunderbolts lot is basically their suicide squad. You know, the Captain America, yep, that's exactly right. the whole New World Order, you know, title. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, and, and again, for me so far, like, you know, out of the entire Marvel franchise, those Captain America movies have been, you know, the, the ones that have so. been the most, like, stable as things go, you yeah. know. So Winter yeah. Soldier, to me, is still the best movie they fucking made. Um yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and uh, we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see Sam as Captain America, man. So I'm all ready for Sam fucking Wilson, Captain America, baby. Yeah. Dude, and then I lost my shit, man, because I saw a meme and I was like, you know, not only is he, you know, Sam the new Captain America, Sam has nephews, so that also makes yeah. him Uncle Sam. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I was like, oh so shit, <laughs> Captain America, <laughs> aka Uncle Sam, damn. <laughs> Good yeah, Lord, that man. and so Bucky, you got all on. that. Dad jokes, man. We don't have no place for dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, monkey. <laughs> so there's also that. Now, of course, we talked about Secret Wars. I'm really fucking looking forward to Secret Wars and seeing how they make that into a series and make it work because I love that series of comics. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Secret Wars being played out. So it's like you know, Marvel is just all over the place. They got it. They got the blueprint. They know what they're doing. But then DC's like, yeah, we got. Uh, Black Adam. Well, <laughs> fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, and, and we and we we kind of have the Flash, but uh, the actor is still missing. <laughs> well, I don't know where the yeah, in the, Hawaii the, just fucking uh, banging teenagers. So he's busy beating people up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's got like trouble, but. like Homelander when he's on vacation. <laughs> well, San Diego Comic Con dropped a couple trailers on the DCN too. They just didn't all get as much airtime as some of the Marvel ones. Uh, but they, uh, the new Shazam, I think it's like uh, Fury yep. of the Gods or whatever it's called. That that mm-hmm. trailer dropped. Yep. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. You know, Shazam was kind of a was like the it. first foray out of the Zack Snyder style DC yeah. movies. You know, so yeah, yeah. It, it felt good. It felt mm-hmm. funny. It was humorous. It was fun. Um, and, and yeah, I'm looking forward it, it was, to it. Was to, a to definite a pre- of breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Not everybody mm-hmm. yeah. was fucking miserable and ready to die all the time because that's not what we always do as heroes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the sequel. You know, again, it's like what they did with Suicide Squad, with uh, you know Jim's Gun Suicide Squad. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, let's just make it fun. Let's just make it a fun comedy where you're going to enjoy yourself. It's going to be fun. And then let's just have Peacemaker have his own series. How about that? Oh, oh dude. Like, that's what the show is too. It's like, James, just stick with DC and also yeah. Marvel. Play both sides. And then on top of that, we got we had, we we have a new season of Harley Quinn coming up. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, on 28, right, motherfucker? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> but, Kite man, <laughs> hell yeah! And I just I love that moment. Like I was telling Monkey uh, in Harley Quinn season two when Kite Man's with Poison Ivy, and she's like, "Yeah, Kite Man, I love you. If you were a metal album, you'd be Appetite for Destruction." He's like, "Well, GNR is in a metal band, so." And I was like, "Yes, thank you, fucking Kite Man." <laughs> GNR isn't a metal band. Can we talk about that? Yes, because they aren't. They're pop rock at best. 
<laughs> uh, listen, again, you're going by today's standards as opposed to what they were when they were at their height in the 80s. You know, when Appetite for Destruction came out, you know, look, they were considered hair metal at that time. Yeah, they were. When you go, when you continue down their discography, yeah, you know, do they start to move towards more? Uh, uh, I wouldn't call them pop as much as I would say. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, they kind of fall into like a pop-ish rock. You know, their music pop tends metal. to be a little Mr. more catchy. Uh, you know, oh, well, catchy mm-hmm. music, fucking so- <laughs> friendly, fucking radio, radio-friendly songs, that kind of thing. You know, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they were. I mean, look to a degree, man. Fucking Slippery When Wet was a hair metal album, okay? You got to remember, hair metal was not necessarily as fucking, you know, madly angry metal. It was fucking hair metal, man. It was dudes who teased out hair and fucking makeup on, okay? Most of them looked like girls. I couldn't even understand why all the chicks liked them back then. I still don't fucking understand it now. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, Ooh. Bon Jovi, especially, I don't, like, Bon Jovi, I always put them in, like, the arena rock category like they're an arena rock band they make these songs for arenas and for girls and guys to go nuts over i never put them in but metal not in the I, 80s. they don't belong there <laughs> yeah but not in or, the like, 80s you can't man. slippery went wet and all that shit that wasn't arena <laughs> rock dude that was fucking that it was it wasn't no. guns and roses it wasn't, it wasn't arena Metallica, rock. but it wasn't it wasn't what you would consider like put it this way in the 80s and 1990 between uh, slippery when wet and new jersey at no point in my life would i have been like you know what i bet you 30 years from now bon jovi is going to be considered classic rock like no i would have never fucking <laughs> no, thought that i'd be no. like that's what no. you're talking about. You're fucking out of your mind. But but then taking it back to Miss Marvel, there is straight up like if it was not for Bon Jovi, none of you probably would have been born. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and, and Metallica. No doubt. Was, you put Metallica in the eighties. Metallica was thrash metal back in the eighties. Those first three albums, Kill 'Em All, Ride yeah. the Lightning. Yeah, they were thrash. They were not heavy metal. They were thrash. You know, then they evolved after the Black Album into more heavy metal basic. Um, you know, after Black uh, Album kind of dropped out with that, okay. Yeah, it's just basic uh, metal. Like, there's nothing really uh, special after after Injustice like, for All. Like, Metallica is just kind of like Metallica. <laughs> you know, guess what? I don't know. Metallica gets played on the classic rock stations, too. So you know what? We're yeah. all in the same fucking boat, man. It really don't make a difference anymore. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> They all get lumped into the same, you know, uh, rock. Oh, yeah, we got that classic rock block coming up for you. We got Kiss, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. Get ready. Tear that knob off. And t- turn it to a left. Along with fucking, <laughs> and, you know. And Tiffany. Don't forget Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Adams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we got some Corey Hart coming at you. Tear it up. Corey Hart. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, it's the on a mayonnaise oh no. <laughs> so kind of horror adjacent esque, right? Like I, I have yeah. like the weirdest of thoughts today. Okay, like and, and it's just one of those. I, I I got really terrible sleep last night. I got woken up at like three o'clock in the morning, and it was one of those cases in which I just could not fall back asleep, like back into a deep sleep. And then by the time I did, my alarm went off. 
So it was like, fuck, you know, now I have to struggle through this, like, horrible day. Like, I knew it right from the second mm-hmm. I tried to get up out of bed. You're just heavy. Your brain is like, fuck, man, I don't want to do nothing. But what's weird about that is, is like, A, I'm super exhausted. B, I'm, like, super stimulated. If I fucking rub up against something, I get a woody. Um, but, but C, <laughs> you know, like, like some of, like, the, the thoughts that start, like, occurring, like, through my mind, like, just, just get really fucking out there and weird. So, like, my first job today was all the way up in Westfield. So I had to drive from Millstone to Westfield. I've got, like, a 45 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour drive. It's early yeah. morning. I left the shop by 7.55. I'm cruising along. So what I start thinking about, right, I start thinking about gremlins. Now, we all know <laughs> gremlins, right? And we, we all know how gremlins right. reproduce and all that shit. They get wet. They fucking pop, 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 boop, 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 boop. fucking, you know, here's another Mogwai, here's another gremlin, depending got on whatever creature they got hit. wet. <laughs> now, 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 you know, one, <laughs> even as a kid, I disliked that method of reproduction from a storytelling standpoint because mm-hmm. it never made any sense. There's no way those things ever existed in the world because all it would take is one rainstorm and the fucking world is overpopulated with these fucking things. So, so it's, yep. it's, 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 like, it made zero sense with that. So anyway, though, so, so what I started thinking about, though, was imagine we lived in a, in, in a world in which us as human beings reproduced in a similar manner, except instead of us <laughs> being like wet, God. instead of being wet, you would need skin contact with either sperm or woman squirt, you know, but like, like my oh, thought so is it's just still like, about getting it wet. Oh yeah. It's still about getting yeah. it wet, but it can't be like milk or water or like fucking Billy's paintbrush fucking cup that, you know, that's what got fucking gizmo wet. Um, you know, but like, like it wasn't like that thought just like stayed there. Like I started thinking about it from like a societal standpoint, you know, like what that would do, like in effect on religions, what that would do in effect on just, like, just even think about, like, let's, let's look at, like, today's hot-button topic, you know, with fucking women's rights to choose and shit. Like, what if fucking everybody's skin just literally started bursting out with, like, reproduction if somebody fucking, like, I'm jerking off in my bed this, you know, this morning, and, oh, I came all over my belly. Oh, no, now I'm fucking, I got, like, some poison ivy oh, no. blisters in the fucking, you know, in another day. No. In another day, no. they're going to look like fucking Dragon Balls. With, like, little babies floating around in them. So now here's another thing, right? You know motherfuckers are going to get into real kinky shit with that kind of shit. You're talking about rich motherfuckers keeping people chained up in dungeons just so they can jizz on them and make them pop out fucking, you know, whatever. Reproductive babies and shit. You know other motherfuckers are going to make this shit happen so they can shave it off and eat it. You know, like, there's just all kinds of weird shit. There's going to be people, like, like, you know how you got subway pushers, people that creep up? and push people into the fucking, like, terrible stuff that they do. There's going to be people flinging jizz and squirt just to get people pregnant. You know, like, ooh, take some of that. They can keep it in a test tube. And fucking, like, you know, drop it on people from, like, the top of buildings and stuff. Like, the weird fucking, the weirdest fucking thing. Like, and I'm talking, like, I had a whole fucking to-do of, like, all these different things that would occur if that's how we lived as a fucking society. So, you know, just with this, the, the lesson here is, Get sleep, people, because otherwise you fucking think of the weirdest <laughs> shit. That's okay. like, man, like back in the 80s when you had those horror stories about people sleeping with people, they wake up the next day, they look at their bathroom mirror, and it goes, good luck with AIDS. 
It's like, well, now you got all of a sudden you got these whoa, fucking big ass ropes whoa. on your stomach. Good luck with the baby. Welcome to the world. No! Welcome. To, now, <laughs> well, welcome to the world of being you know? pregnant. Mm-hmm. And not just like regular preggers, though, either. Like that's the thing. You know, you get too much on your arm, you might have four or five of them motherfuckers on you. Oh, oh what the fuck? Uh, I'm gonna call off of work now. Got to think about this. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. The, the idea of coming into a vacuum cleaner isn't so bad anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to figure that out. And it's just, it's, it's got to be like direct skin contact. So then I figured, all right, you're going to have like an entire society in which they're going to probably want to like start living where they're wrapped up all the time, covering like, like a Fremen society, essentially, you know, <laughs> keeping all their fucking liquid and moisture inside, right? But then you also know, like we've just recently learned with all the vaccine shit, you know there's going to be motherfuckers that are going to be like, you ain't wrapping me up, man. It is my fucking freedom. It's my freedom to get shit on me and get pregnant. <laughs> Not my body. Get your hands off my body. Not my body. Some dude's going to get up on a stage, jerk off in his hand, and wipe it on his face. Like, here, you want to see babies? They're going to come out my oh. those, those fucking free Those fucking free jizzards. Oh, it's just, now I'm not going to sleep tonight. Because now all I'm going to be thinking about is society where we're just popping out kids on their fucking arms. And there's just a bunch of kids running around. Oh, God, there's one of those kids. Yeah. That's what we have to call Don't forget, people. Like, this is the Gremlin sequel. We got a we. Yeah. Thanks. 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 We've got Gremlins three for you, baby. You created a world of forty-year-old versions with forty fucking kids. This is fine. I forgot if I came with myself, I'd get birth. Oh, where's my sock? Oh, man, that's fucking, uh, okay, yeah, fucking, you know what, all right, so, let's clear the palette, and, uh, you know, because we're running into, we're going to be getting to the movie pretty soon, so let's head to the trailer park, not where I grew up, but where we get to watch movie trailers, and talk about some trailers that came out recently, uh, the first one I wanted to talk about with you guys is Pearl, the prequel to Ty West's X, which we covered on the show, the prequel takes place in 1918, and we follow Pearl, played by Mia Goth. She's living her life in that farmhouse that we see in X with her mother and father, taking care of her ailing father. She wants to be a star. I want to be famous. I want everybody to know my name. But she unfortunately has to be take like care one of those dad. girls you see up on the screen. <laughs> and what's amazing is that this movie is going to be released theatrically in September. So not only do we get X earlier this year, but we're also getting the prequel in September. I'm excited for it. Uh, Ghoul, what did you think about the Pearl trailer? You know, thank you for reminding me that she's portraying the younger version of the old lady. Uh, Like, as Mm -hmm. as I was watching it, like, in my head, I kept trying to figure out, like, oh, yeah, okay, so they're doing the prequel of the character that, that Mia Goth played. But then I, yeah. something didn't sit right with everything that was going on. You know, <laughs> know. it wasn't. It's, it's the old lady. So I was trying to explain it to the ghoul girl, too, because she couldn't remember watching X. Um, yeah, mm. no, it looks great. It looks – it almost looks better than X to a degree as far as, like, yeah. the overall content. It looks like it's, like, more of a, a grindhouse movie as far as, like – yes. It's overall content. Like, X I thought was very smart. I enjoyed it very much. But, like, this seems like it's going to take it a little bit more to the, uh, to the slaughterhouse, so to speak. 
Oh, yeah, that great Technicolor that they use for the trailer to make it nice and bright. I can't wait. So, Monkey, did you watch Pearl the trailer? What did you think? Yeah, um, uh, like we said, man, and I've said it a million times, I'm not a fan of prequels. You know this. Uh, just because you know nothing's going to happen to Pearl. She, she's going to make it through this thing. So no matter what situation yeah. she comes in, no matter how bad it's going to be, you know she's going to make it. I'm not a fan. I never will be a fan of prequels. I, I, I think they're a fucking horrible idea. Um, this one, though, it's like if you take that and set it aside, this might be a fun ride if Ty West is smart enough to write a, just a fun ride. And just let you, like the ghoul was saying, enjoy all of the nastiness that's going to be happening. And hopefully, it's like, even though this is still supposed to be a Pearl story, they give a really, really strong cast around this so that it's not just 100% about her. Yeah. And and it's her journey paralleled with Maxine. Uh, We get a little bit of Howard in the trailer. You know, her trying to make something of herself, and then she sees the peep show is going on, and, she, and he's like, yeah, you can make a lot of money doing that. So it's one of those things where it's like the parallel between Maxine and Pearl. What I liked is on one of the YouTube trailer pages, there was a guy saying, this fucking movie makes no sense, because Maxine, at the end, her father was a preacher, and how is this happening? Because Maxine got away, and everybody fucking roasted this guy. They're like, you fucking dummy. That's not Maxine. That's Pearl. That's a young Pearl from X. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, did you even watch the trailer? Come on. Like, like <laughs> I felt bad for him at the same time. I'm like, yeah, dude, come on. Like, not the room to be writing oh, a comment yeah. like that in. Well, no. Yeah, listen, I feel bad for the guy because I was in a similar position. Like I said, I was watching the trailer <laughs> trying to, like, like real, realign my thought process. I forgot that they were going that far back with the prequel. Right, 1918. So, yeah, that was Ty West's entire uh, thing, was that he shot X and Pearl back-to-back with the intention of releasing Pearl belly belly. later this year in September. So <laughs> don't, don't get knocked up. Is, well, <laughs> we'll see what happens with the third film, because the third one, he wants to go back to the Maxine storyline, but it just depends on oh. how well Pearl does. So do if a Pearl does well, oh, yeah, he wants man. to do a trilogy. He has a triple X, baby. Oh, fuck sake. Don't you get it now? <clears throat> Triple All X. right. Come on, dude. <laughs> we got that monkey. We I live it. for this shit. Okay. He wants to do Triple X. So, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So does that mean Vin Diesel's going to be in the third one? Yup. Yes, he will be in the third one. Yeah, it's all not. about family. Like I just, it's family. Yeah, Maxine, your family. No. That's right. No, he's gonna walk you in with a big, He's 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 gonna walk in, you know, on, on a, you know, with, wearing a fur coat and his snowboard and parachute that he rode in to get to her. <laughs> All of a sudden, he becomes Xander Cage. <laughs> yep, that's he's what I'm saying. Double personality. <laughs> One second he's Xander, the other section, you know, that should be a movie all in of itself. Vin Diesel battling multiple personality disorder, where he's like, "Am I Xander or am I Dom Toretto? I don't know. We both like cars. <laughs> we both like action." What's going on here? Both like you know, just Mark Wahlberg in there. <laughs> Both like women. I can't have Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg to play his partner. Because if his muscles are bigger than mine, it'll be a problem. Like, oh, my God, Dom. Like, what's going on? Like, this is crazy, kid. Like, you're like two different people. I don't even know. I know. I know I'm two different people. I don't even know who I'm talking to, kid. Because <laughs> that movie needs to be made. 
Mark Wahlberg is Vin Diesel <laughs> in a multiple personality movie. <laughs> I would pay to see Oh, it. God. Um, Vin Diesel, if you're listening to the show, please ignore everything we just said. <laughs> Come next summer. Diesel, Wahlberg, multiple personality disorder. They drive fast. They drive hard. Who are they? Beating up know. the cast of Talking Terror. <laughs> Okay, if we oh okay, God, if we can no, actually like, get in the movie, then fuck yes. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't have an IMDb. I'm the only one on this show that yeah. doesn't have an IMDb page. So <laughs> I have one. Yes, I know. But no, it's just dumb. Oh my God! All I knew was that I was on the Ferris wheel and I was just finger banging Reese Witherspoon. And the next thing I know, I'm in a car with you. Like, what's going on, kid? Like, this is weird. Oh my God! <laughs> Come on. Like, that was a Transformers movie. You want a Walmart with Optimus Prime, <laughs> with Optimus and Bumblebee, and now we're here with you, Finn. What the hell is Optimus Prime? I thought those oh, my CG- God, kid, you don't even I know. I thought those CGI like things were in that. Robot? Well, holy shit, look at you. And then the next thing you know, kid, Anthony Hopkins shows up, and he's like, oh, it's the last night. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're turning into robots, and now they're knights? Like, this is fucking confusing, man. You mean it's never going to be night again? Why? <laughs> I, just, I think we need to fix the sock kit. Oh, my God. Yeah, got to get rid of the sun now. because I want night to come back. It can't be the last night. <laughs> I thought that was Paul Walker's kid. I thought he was the last night. And we we all no, have something gone. special. <laughs> I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> 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 but speaking real quick of uh, yeah. of summer blockbusters like like Transformers and shit like that, it's it's, it's re-sparked my memory. Labor Day weekend, man, on IMAX, Jaws. That yes. I cannot I, fucking yeah. wait for. I, I am so I'm in for it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, as soon as I saw that announcement, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking going, dude. Like, it's so fucking cool to be able to see an IMAX. I like, that is oh, yeah, they played the, they played the, uh, the trailer, you know, or whatever. They, play, yeah. they played the clips and whatnot for it before, uh, before fucking uh, Nope. And I was just like, nope. mm-hmm. yep. I'll just sit there. That. And I got the biggest smile on my face. I'm just like, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm not seeing this one. <laughs> he had the doll's eyes. <laughs> how many people? How many people were yelling nope when they saw the Jaws trailer coming up? <laughs> yeah, trailer? Oh hell no! I ain't going to know what. Hell no! <laughs> but the other uh, trailer I wanted to talk about is Samaritan, which that's why we swim in the That's right. No <laughs> sharks there. So Samaritan was a movie that the Dina brought up about Sylvester Stallone being a superhero. So the trailer was released. It's going to be coming out exclusive to Amazon Prime Video. They're saying that it's going to be ultra-violent. It's going to be a big event movie. So with the trailer, this seemed like I've seen it before. (laughs) Nothing in that trailer made me think, I want to see it. I can't wait. Awesome. I was like, why does he look surprised the entire time? But I think that's just his face. Uh, But what did you think about Samaritan? Monkey, you go first with it. Okay. All right. Despite the kid, what the king just said, I am fucking rock hard for this thing. Uh, just Whoa. because I like uh, I I like I saw first all trailers for this thing like two years ago. So fucking excited! It just looks like 
you know, just fun, over-the-top Stallone action out there. But again, heavily assisted by CGI, so yay, we can still do this with Stallone instead of him getting his ass kicked in a boxing ring. So we can kind of believe this kind of shit. Yay! You know, and it's based off of a, a, a solid indie comic book, and it's just... Again, you know, you guys always talk about it, old man Logan, and you you, you guys always want to fucking go there. We're well, we're fucking going there in this movie, man. Is a retired superhero, you know, who wants to be retired, unfortunately gets found out and forces into a situation that it doesn't want to be, and, and a rotting city that's falling apart, and he doesn't want to have to be the hero, but he has to come back and. You know, try and save the city one last time. This movie just looks like a beautiful, beautiful, like just a fucking mix up of like, you know, comic book and diesel punk, you know, a lot of 80s flavor, you know, 80s and 90s flavor just thrown in there, man. Like, this is like, you know, straight up Robocop territory and like Streets of Fire and shit like that, man. King, you ought to be excited as fuck about this movie. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I'm just all kinds of excited about this one. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> so, so for me, this was my first viewing uh, of anything to do with Samaritan. Like, I know Dean has spoken about yeah. it. I, I, I yeah. knew it was coming. Um, I just, you know, I, I really, you know, in, in typical format for me, I just avoid as much as possible when a trailer drops. I'll try to watch whatever the most basic trailer is and, and just leave it at that. Um so yeah, it does. It does it look familiar? Of course it does. You know, the the majority of the cinematic landscape has been populated with superhero films and TV mm-hmm. shows. Have now also become, you know, just more superhero stuff. So, so no, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything I have not seen before. Does it look good? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a blast, man. I hope that it is ultra-violent. I hope that it's, you know, that that it is yeah. kind of gritty to a degree. I think some of the cast choices kind of go towards that. Um, you know, I know the uh, besides, obviously, Stallone, who, yes, his face looks frozen, but that's because that's what, like, Botox and plastic surgery do to you. He has a lot of makeup. Yeah, but he has a lot of makeup on his face, man. Like, about my face. I'm a superhero uh, now. Look, hey. H-G-H. Oh, my God. Yeah, we just dig it big. He's never denied it. Um, but the, the little kid, actually, though, that, that's with him in the, in the movie, I actually know that kid from Euphoria. Uh, he plays okay. Ashtray right. in Euphoria. And Ashtray is a bad, bad motherfucker in that, in that show. <laughs> and, again, him and, and, and his... I guess you would call him his older brother, Fez, or just some of the fucking, the, the best characters of that show, which, you know, I've been singing his fucking praises since the first season. If you ain't watched it yet, man, go the fuck out and watch it. There's no reason not to. Euphoria is fucking awesome. You're going to see a lot of dick, but it's Euphoria. You're going to see boobies, too, <laughs> yeah. and drugs. So, so if you do drugs and, and, and it triggers you, then just be careful. But other than that, man, enjoy it. It's a, fuck, uh, it's a fucked up show. So, so yeah, I'm yeah. kind of excited for Samaritan. I like, I like Stallone. You know, I still enjoy seeing him in things. I st- as long as he can fucking do it, I want him doing it, man. I mean, I know you say that the, the Guardians, you know, we might see their, their final fucking thing. And I know from, from what I've heard, there's, there's hints that it's going to give us a rocket, you know, his, uh, his origin and all that shit. But, man, mm-hmm. I, I would love oh, for them cool. to, to give us a 
uh, a Vance Astro Guardians of the Galaxy movie with Stallone at the fucking oh, nice. you know, give us a yeah. give yeah. us like a seventies, eighties Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, that's the Guardians I knew. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and bring back Booker. You know, bring back him as yeah. Zondu. I'd be happy. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking Crystal Axe and all those other weird characters. You know, they, they were fucking a, a bizarre crew, man. Yeah, and, and like, to close it out, yeah. It, it's not that the show looks horrible. It's just that it's something that I've just I've seen before. You know, I was kind of cracking up in the trailer, so I was like, he's just kind of playing, like, this weird... Batman as character where he's like the city's eating itself and it's like no don't do that like don't don't do you know Robert Pattinson the Batman where he's like yeah the city's devouring itself no it's fine like I didn't mind it but at the same time it's just like it's it's not anything I haven't seen before where it's like yeah this guy yeah he rules bring him back it's like it's all right I mean, you know but I'm also not really a big Stallone fan myself so I think Cobra is the one movie that I like him in and that's it. I don't really care for Rocky. I don't really care for Rambo. Uh, okay, so you're definitely not gonna be checking out the new the, the, the new monster series that he's gonna be checking out. No, no. <laughs> Unless he decides he wants to be Edgar Allan Poe, then I'll see that. That's the one. Oh no 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 no! no. We're not gonna no no. Yeah. <laughs> and thank yeah. And thanks, school. Now I'm gonna have Nirvana stuck in my head for the rest of the night because of a fucking movie. Well, you brought up the Batman, <laughs> man. So that's that's all on you. you know, I, well, I, I know we're, we're about to get into that movie. Pattinson with the movie and all that stuff. Oh, you know, fuckers, Gotham. <laughs> Gotham sucks, <laughs> and I live in Gotham. And Gotham sucks because I live in it. And I live in it because it sucks. Oh. And it just sucks to live because I live in Gotham and Gotham sucks to live in. Where's in Wayne Manor? And he comes downstairs looking like fucking Wayne Staley with mouth and chains with the sunglasses on. He's like, yeah, I fucking hate everything. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do anything. I'm like, just shut up. Well, of course he doesn't want to go it. out. If he goes out, he'll sparkle like fucking diamonds. We've seen Twilight. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I've watched... I've watched the movie a couple of times, like, and by watch the movie a couple of times, I mean I go to sleep to it. Like it's probably a good five times now. I've done that. Uh, yeah, uh, all my favorite stuff is everything to do with the Riddler, and all the stuff that I end up yeah. like not really liking all that much about that movie is everything to do with Pattinson. So and it's it's not that he's a, it's not that he's a bad Batman. I don't mind him as Batman. I just don't want to hear him speak. And I don't want to see him yep. fucking walk around as Bruce Wayne. Like, I'm tired of yeah. that. I, just, just shut up. Just be fucking Batman. Beat people up and say nothing. <laughs> be the silent fucking yeah. Dark Knight. You know, like, 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 let's hey, go man. into that <laughs> kind of acting. Yeah, so he was decent then, so, as, as, as Batman, but yeah. Yeah, Monkey, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so just, yeah so, and then on top oh, of that, though, they sit there and try, they, they still try to market this as a kid's kind of movie, made a, a kid's <laughs> toy line for this movie. And it's they like, this is, not, yeah. this is not a kid's movie in any way, shape, or form. And it's like, they should not have made kid's toys for this movie. It's like, this they movie is not a Batman serial killer. Not and, Batman and, toys. Yeah, I, I, I know that, man. 
I know, but still, though, <laughs> the, the the parents that took the, you know took their kids to go see this are probably the same parents that took their kids to go see Deadpool when the king and I went to go see the, <laughs> those movies. Oh, <laughs> that, that is the parents' fault for not doing their just their just due. They should have did their research and knew what they were bringing their kids to go see. Man, everything Absolutely. told everything said everything you need to know about that movie as far as like if you looked it up it's an ultra violent ultra gritty look at fucking batman you know it's 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 a darker movie and yes it has a, a serial yeah. killer who's gonna you're gonna watch him murder people on screen um but it's also not over the top gory you know is it a little bit violent no. yeah i mean especially that that Hell yes it kill. is when he, like, attacks him oh, from yeah. behind Ooh. and he's, like, squealing <laughs> like a pig. Like, even me, I was, like, in the theater watching that the first time. I was like, wow, they fucking really went, went kind of crazy with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even Ryan Reynolds had PSAs about Deadpool before the movie came out where he's like, don't take Oh, yeah. Show. Just don't. No, please. Just, that was, yeah. Marketing is not being a kid's movie. Yeah, but yet you see the parents, you know, bring kids and, like, they go upset. That's on them. You know, they brought their kids willingly to go see a movie that's not for them. You know, so it's on them. You know, whatever happens next. This you is know, not but, for you. But, um, <laughs> right, so, that being said, I want to get in the movie for tonight. We're going to be talking some goofs. Just, just real quick, Ghoulies real two. quick. I know, I go know. Ahead, yeah. Ghoulies 2. We need to talk about Ghoulies 2, but Ghoulies 2 is a really short movie, and there's only so much talking you can do about it anyway. But did any of <laughs> you guys watch the fucking trailer for the new Lord of the Rings series? I didn't. I didn't no. know it was out. Oh, I did same God. here. Yes. Okay. So, so definitely. I watched check the interview with the Hobart trailer. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That was that was a good. I, you know, I, I wasn't fucking thrilled with it. I'll be honest with you. Neither was the Google no. crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, no, look, not, it not didn't. to say that they're great thespians or anything like that, but it's not fucking. You know, it's not Brad Pitt and it's not Tom Cruise. You know, so and, no. and it's yeah. not even the guy from fucking the the the, the other one with fucking Rock. The stat and, and all that. I can't remember the oh, actor. Uh, <laughs> Queen of the Dead. Queen of the Queen Dead. Of, well, that's the movie's name, but I can't remember the actor that, that portrayed him in it either. But, but either way, you know. they're not even that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'm hoping it's good. Well, you know, it, it didn't look terrible, but it didn't really get, get my attention. I know that they had the trailer for a Let the Right One In, that series that's going to be coming out in Showtime. They released that trailer, and I was like, eh. It just looks like the movie. <laughs> There's nothing new. And I was like, okay, great. So we're going to be seeing a series now instead of a straight movie. That's fine, I guess. I mean, I don't know. One of those things where, just like you said, with the internet. the same part. story again. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, the original is fucking the highlight. Let the right one in is awesome. But then they have that American version, Let Me In. Well, I'm like, oh, what are you, Bray Wyatt? No. But it's just, it's not great. <laughs> Holy Grace Morass well, is good, because, but it, it, that's not because we know English audiences don't like to read subtitles unless they're just trying to, unless they're like us, where we just keep subtitles on all the time. But even that detracts the ghoul girl from watching foreign movies because she doesn't like to watch the subtitles. She likes to watch the movie. Um, but, but yes, let's, let's you watch get porn with your subtitles. No, that's silly. I don't need to know what they're saying. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true either. It's, sometimes I do like like some of those nuances, you know. All right, so, so let's get like, into. Ooh, it's not supposed to go in there. Oh, <laughs> that's what she said. 
So, yeah, let's get into Ghoulies 2. Uh, this is your pick, Ghoul. Obviously, Ghoulies, Ghoul. So we got that from 1988. Oh, look at that. Uh, oh, shit. Give us a synopsis, and let's get into this thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I like this one. <laughs> To ghoul and I, you know, so so absolutely. Uh, yeah, listen, it's ghoulies too. Okay, so so this is one of those those movies that had a enormous cable TV run back in the late eighties, well late eighties, early nineties. You know, um, but you know, for me, it's a VHS box that just that and the original ghoulies with the, with the creature coming out of the damn toilet bowl. Something I'm never going to forget. Ghoulies 2 tracks these, uh, you know, basically combines, like, freaks with demonic freaks. Alex Winter? And instead you have a a carnival of chaos and violence ensue as these demonic little creatures just run amok and run havoc. Uh, And, yeah, there's, like, a drunk guy involved and a blonde girl, some (laughs) typical 80s douchebag-type character who's trying to, to buy everything and... And, and all of that stuff, oh. but, uh, but yeah, aside, aside from that, it's, it's Ghoulies too. It's monsters, it's mayhem, it's stop-motion animation, it's puppetry. It's fucking brilliant, is what it is. It's Ghoulies too, and, and that is why I picked it. And what did you think about it? Well, again, I think, you know, I think, obviously, I enjoy the movie, or I wouldn't be talking about it in such an excited manner. Um, you know, I would, be talk, I would be talking about, I would be talking about it like the dean. I would be like, well, Ghoulie yes. has monsters in it. When yes, yes, it has creatures, and it's from film. It's not English. Uh, but he also became funny. Captain Kirk for a second there. Um, yeah, listen, I, I That's love what he does. You know, I, I really enjoy the Ghoulies. I enjoy Ghoulies too as well. I've, I've seen this movie so many times, and you know, it, it never, it never does not put a smile on my face to watch the movie. So, so like, yes, do I think awesome. it's a great horror film? No, it's something fun, stupid. You can turn your brain off and watch it. Absolutely, because that's what this film's all about. Mm-hmm. Family. All right. Monkey, what did you think about Ghoulies 2? All right, yeah. So this week is the Ghoulies pick. And, of course, he has to pick the fucking sequel to a film while completely skipping his predecessor. Cause, <laughs> I love doing yeah. that, too. <laughs> 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 because it's the fucking ghoul. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> so my You're virgin welcome. experience with the ghoul. No, my virgin. Virgin. First time virgin ever eyes. watching a Ghoulies movie. Is a fucking sequel, and what we're presented with is just a. Si- <laughs> and what we're presented with is a silly as fuck, not to be taken seriously in any fucking way, shape, or form. Film full of mischievous monsters going around wrecking havoc on a traveling carnival, or to put it short, Muppets on acid. Yeah, fuck yes, I'm in. Yeah, you know how much I fucking love creature effects and puppets. This was right up my fucking alley, man. Like, while the film itself is bloody awful, like, the little kid in me was, like, having a great time with this movie, man. Like, when I put this on in the living room, the diva walked in and would ask, what's the movie this week? I told her, Ghoulies 2. And a smart-ass tone, she said, seeing it, have fun. And immediately walked out of the room. 
Uh, But as as soon as the film started, though, she started creeping more and more into the living room until she was right there on the couch right next to me, exactly saying, I remember watching this movie. I remember watching this at sleepovers. And she told me about (laughs) all the times when they would have sleepovers with all the girls and shit like that, and they would rent this when, you know, they wanted to watch horror, but, you know, you always had someone who was scared to watch horror at the, the slumber party. So... She was course, just yeah. ecstatic to be bombarded with these memories. So uh, thanks, school, for the pick. We both had a lot of fun with this movie, man. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very glad. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and to resound the ghoul, yeah, this movie was on heavy rotation back in the day on HBO, along with the other movies, Ghoulies and Ghoulies 3, Go to College, where they talk in Ghoulies 3. So if you're looking for them to talk, monkey, go watch part three. <laughs> they have personalities <laughs> and they talk and it's fun. I've never but seen no, it. I, you might enjoy it. It's it's a fun movie. Again, it's a movie where you just turn your brain off and just watch it and have fun. Uh, but with Ghoulies 2, I liked it more than the first one because the first one was more about just like magic and a guy inheriting a mansion and then he raises up the Ghoulies and they cause havoc and then it has to end in some way. But with Ghoulies 2, it's like at a carnival. You got all these kind of weird characters. You have Sol Fondacaro as Sir Nigel Pennyweight. You know, it just it spoke to everything that I love about 80s movies. Cheesy, weird, silly, but it makes you laugh, and the kills are funny, and then it leaves you on a kind of good cliffhanger where it's like, oh, we're going to get another one? Yeah, we will. But, you know, at the same time, I just love practical effects. I like seeing puppets attack people. It's such an 80s movie. Where it's like, clearly, oh, yes. this guy's just hugging it to his body, going, oh, no, oh, God, no. You know, but you know, it, just, it just makes you fucking laugh. Like, it just, it's a fun ride, and I love the carnival setting, like I had said. So when we get into this movie, we see that there are two people driving a tractor trailer through the night having Satan's den and blazing on the side. And this truck is being driven by Larry Metal! and his uncle Ned. They're having shotgun, having sips of booze, and Ned notices that the moon is bigger, and he asks his nephew if he wants to be a magi- uh, magician, you're going to need to pay attention to the moon. Uh, drunk talk. That's <laughs> like, yeah, fucking moon. It's like so fucking big, dude. He's like, yeah, all right. It's like enough, huge, but. dude. <laughs> so when the truck begins the to overheat. I like a big <laughs> That's the boy. Yes, the girl in a skirt by the first name of Kurt. That's the guy. So, Larry decides to use the CV to to reach Aladdin's ham, which also, if you should know, that was my porn name back in college. Check it out. Aladdin's oh, ham, Aladdin's yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, here I thought it was Little career. Beaver from uh, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> no, it was Aladdin's ham because if you rub it just right, it would give you three wishes. That's what all the Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Little Beaver, wasn't he, a, wasn't he one of the uh, the midget wrestlers in the WWF back in the 80s? <laughs> Probably was. I think so, it was. Oh, no, it was Little the, Tokyo and something Beaver. They wrestled at WrestleMania. Dude, they wrestled against King Kong Bundy. Fucked them up, man. Uh, oh, it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of the name off the top of my head. I want to say it was Little Tokyo. but um, So anyway, 
the, the truck overheats, so they have to find the garage to pull over into and see if they could fix it. And then we cut to a man running through the woods being chased by men in red hooded robes. The man is carrying a sack that's growling. Hobgoblins? No, this isn't MST3K. These are ghouls. <laughs> so <laughs> the man reaches uh, yeah. the, the gas station and hides in the garage. And luckily for this man, this garage has a large uncovered barrel of extremely toxic solvent. Because that's what you do. When you have barrels of yeah. toxic solvent, you just don't cover it. You just leave it open and then just hope for yeah, the best. just sitting there in the middle of the fucking shop, you know, and then, then on top of that, it's like while the, the, all of this shit was going on and shit like that, we see the road signs and all that stuff, but the license plates are saying Arkansas and Florida, and all that. I was like, something's not quite right because those aren't United States <laughs> speed limit signs. <laughs> this no, is obviously this not the United States. Italy. <laughs> this movie was filmed entirely in Italy. And when you watch the cast list, it's so fucking Italian names. It's like, Zinuzzi, oh, yeah. Zinuccio. And, you know, well, clearly this is an Italian set movie, yeah. but they had to make it seem like it was in the Midwest. So but because, it, because it was in Italy, yeah. we don't have OSHA standards in the garages. So therefore, you can have vats of uh, acid in the middle of the garage. Some kind of toxic <laughs> fucking material just sitting there, man. I mean, how else do you think to keep your tools clean? You know, you dig uh, yeah. you know, your wrenches and shit in there. It gets off the rust and all the grime and all of that stuff. And yes, it was actually it was Hillbilly Jim with Haiti Kid and Little Beaver versus King Kong Bundy with Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. Uh, so yes, Little Beaver, Close. Little Beaver, and Little Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the man grabs a sack full of the ghoulies and he drops it into the acid, all the time. saying a prayer over it. No, of course <laughs> we all do. But as he does that, there is a ghoulie that's a bat-type ghoulie that flies up and then knocks him into the vat of acid. So he drops in there, and we later see his skeleton bobbing up and down in the acid as the ghoulies pop out unaffected. So they watch as Uncle Ned and Larry are working on the truck, they see that Uncle Ned, because he's fucking fucked up and drunk, he forgets to lock the back of the truck. So they're like, yeah, we got this. So it's escape. Get into the back <laughs> of his truck. Let's get to bring us. So they escape and they weep. So they're also pleasantly amused by the Satan's Den monster designs in the back of the truck. They're like, oh, yeah, these are our people. Because <laughs> it looks like a boggling on that fucking truck. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like so, it was exactly. They were like, "Oh my god, it's home." <laughs> so we see that the the, the ghoulies escape in the back of the truck, and then we cut to the following day, Mama. and Philip Harden arrives, who is a cross between Tim Matheson and James Spader on a good day. He arrives Dude, at the yes. carnival. Poor man, James Spader. <laughs> yeah, mix a little bit of, of Tim Matheson in there. Uh, he's greeted by the, the small man. Little the Andrew McCarthy, of anyway. too. Yes, yes, yes Andrew yes, McCarthy, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like the trifecta. Andrew McCarthy, yes! James Spader, and Tim Matheson. <laughs> we have Phil Hart. Ding, 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 so, winner! <laughs> so he arrives at the carnival, and he's greeted by a little person, Sir Nigel Pennyweight, who is Shakespearean. Actor, I know my lines, yes, and I'm the author of The Satan's Den. How can I help Man. you, sir? He's like, well, I kind of own this place, so go fuck yourself. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, this well, dude, you know man. The name like, on the carnival that you're at? <laughs> Yeah, it's just this dude, this dude, he was like my favorite character in the entire movie, man. It's like he, he was just so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, he, he was also great in Willow. Um, 
Oh, okay. You're talking about Nigel. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Harden for a second. I was like, what, Harden? No, 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 no. I was talking about n- n- No, I, was, I wasn't talking about Harden Har- at all. Nigel. <laughs> I'm talking about Sir Nigel. Like, he, he was just so great in this movie. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed every moment of screen time I had with him. So, yeah, so after Harden arrives and he says, hey, you know what? This is my family's carnival, Harden family. You have to gather everybody at the 10 and 1 because I want to have a meeting. So, okay. So Nigel goes into Satan's den where Uncle Ned is slipping off his drunk from the night before. And, of course, Larry's trying Woo! to wake him up. Yeah, I brought him some coffee. And, of course, he's knocking him. He's like, I'm awake. I'm awake. God damn it. I was like, so Uncle Ned reminds me of a combination of Hal Holbrook and Walter Matthau, this entire fucking movie. Like, oh, dude, that dude's going there. On here? <laughs> and he looks like Hal Holbrook, and he just acts like Walter Matthau. So I was like, that's the combination that we have Uncle Ned with. Um, so they find out that in the Satan's den, the tomb and the lab are ready, but they have to agree, fill up, and figure out what the fuck he's going to be talking about. And then, meanwhile, we see the ghoulies are in Satan's den, and they're just fucking having a great time. They're just like, yay, let's like, play with them. Yes, like, you know, we found a home that we can hang out with. We're not going to hurt anybody. We're just going to hang out in Satan's den. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so the workers yeah. gather the one. And we meet Nicole, who's the potential love interest for Larry. She was also Dude. in Pumpkinhead. Dude. Uh, so, yeah, fun. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, when she popped up, okay, okay, whoa, 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 okay. When she popped up, though, I was like, all right, whoa, this is supposed to be the hot chick in the movie? <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, yeah. This, 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 so this, this is supposed to be her hot chick? I was, I was like, oh, my God. I, I was like, and then when we later start, I get her close-ups, I was like, oh, okay, we need less close-ups of her because we got. We, there's a lot of creases in her face. We really, really need to pan out. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. and not do well, this because I was like, oh, oh man. Jeez. <laughs> well, we're so, in Italy. Well, you couldn't find a hotter. You know you, we're in Italy. You couldn't find a hotter chick. She was okay. <laughs> I didn't mind her. I mean, you know, but I yeah, I, I agree. Was, uh, <laughs> I thought she was the Danny DeVito's love interest in Twins, but she wasn't. Mm. No, oh, no, that, yeah, no, that was it, no, that, no, because that 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 was the uh, chick from uh, fuck, the 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 shit, really shitty Sex Pistols movie. Sid and Nancy. Yep, that was her. Yep. So there you go. So uh, Harden speaks to everybody, and he says, "Listen, you know, I'm here. I'm the accountant for this place. You know, I'm trusted with everything." And you guys aren't making any money. So I'm going to be around. I'm going to be checking out receipts. And listen, if this place doesn't start making money, you're all out of jobs. Nothing I can do about it. Try to fight me about it. So, and he walks off. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck him. And we don't care about him. And then the, Nigel finds out from Harden that with the Satan's Den attraction, if it doesn't make any more money, it's going to be turned to a women's mud wrestling pit. And I'm like, I don't see a problem. Woo-hoo! Mud wrestling. <laughs> Listen, I love Satan's Den. It's great, but women mud wrestling, I'm kind of here for, guys. I'm sorry. Maybe we should just wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, why is Dude, it? I, it like, I even said it to the ghoul girl. Like, I, you know, like, I would get it if it was like, I don't know, if they were going to dress him up like a gorilla or a monkey or something like that. But, like, we're going to be the referee they did that. <laughs> in a women's mud wrestling ring. Like, most of the time, the ref ends up 
getting involved and like you know get squeezed between yep. the enormous boobage of said <laughs> you know wrestlers. Yep. Yeah, if I was her natural, reason, and yeah. I would have been a, I wouldn't been saying a goddamn thing. I would be like, yeah, yeah, everything's nope. good. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 fine. Don't worry about it. You know, in his mind, he's like, two weeks from now, I'm gonna be like in amongst a lot of titties. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm cool, guys. So if you guys want to move on, that's great. You know, so that's cool. But of course, Larry doesn't want to give up on Satan's den. He thinks he can make money, so he's like, hey, Uncle Nit, maybe you should bring back the Great Fausto. Bring back some magic. Oh. And of course, Uncle Ned's all about this. He's like, oh, well, yeah, well, let's just do it. Let's just make some magic happen. And, you know, we'll all keep our jobs and we can all keep making money. That'll be great. So then we cut to Patty, who's telling her boss she has to go because she has a date, you know. <laughs> and she goes, it's an old flame. And he goes, she's got more flames in hell. And I was like, okay, I like the writing. <laughs> like, I like the writing. It's funny. Um, and then. As her boss tells her, if you leave, you're fired. And this causes her to drop her cat, Muffy, which runs off into Satan's den. And when she's looking out for her cat, she goes, has anybody seen uh, my little Muffy? And the guy goes out, who hasn't? Poor. So she goes into Satan's den. Carny whore. Yeah. So she goes into Satan's den looking for her cat, which she hears a meowing oh, sound coming, oh, but it's gobble. from the cat gooey. You know, you hear meow, meow, and she's like, oh, mommy. Meow. And it's actually the cat, you, a ghoulie, who has a straight razor. And I'm like, don't fuck with me, man. Don't fuck with me. I got a knife. <laughs> I cut you on. I cut you. <laughs> I, okay. And this is this is where I, like, have to say, like, you know, with the vat of acid that we had, you know, now we're starting to see the different forms of ghoulies. And, again, being a virgin experience, I didn't realize that the ghoulies were all unique individual creatures. For some reason, I always thought they were, like, of the same kind of breed, if you will, like gremlins or right. something like that. And it mm-hmm. seems like, you know, here, here, ghoulies, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just weird, odd nope. little creatures, you know, whether they're, you know, rats, cats, dogs, you know, they, you know, whatever. Horses. It's like just whatever they feel like making. And yeah, which is what we, we start to see. Yeah, and we, yeah, and we start to see the rat ghoulie and the flying ghoulie in this movie. Yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. uh, we, we get to see these puppets, and I gotta say, it's like you know, despite the cheesiness of the movie, it's like I really, really enjoy the craftsmanship of these puppets. Like they really put some time into these things, and just made them some really, really interesting, fun creatures. They they really are all unique. They're not all the same. You know, it's not like with the Gremlins where they're all pretty much the same. They have different personalities, but they all pretty much look the same, except for you know for Stripe. You know, who has that, that mohawk. But um, So Patty is attacked and presumably killed off screen because we see the straight razor being attacked to her. And, you know, we're going to find out later. I cut a bitch. I cut a bitch. So uh, yeah. we have Uncle Ned practicing his magic routine, and he's having the whole you know hat. I'm going to pull a rabbit out of it, but instead he pulls out a ghoulie. It's the reptile ghoulie. Oh, he's like, oh fuck. Shit. He's like, oh, God, it's the DTs. I haven't had a drink, and I'm seeing things. So then all of a sudden, all the other ghoulies start appearing. And he's like, oh, no, I brought out real demons. <laughs> you know about what's this. really funny? It's like, okay, so again, like I watched this as, as a young teenager, you know, like I've said yeah. a thousand times, you know, like I, I, didn't, I didn't see ghoulies too until 
I moved to New Jersey and saw it on cable. Um, this is a movie, like I said, I saw this in the video store all the time. Unfortunately for me, even though my parents did get me a VCR for, like, my Christmas present for, like, I don't know, like, 1988 or whatever it was, anytime it came to going to the video store, I was at their mercy. So like if I wanted to rent oh. something and they weren't gonna they didn't they weren't gonna pay for it, you know they, they didn't want to pay the two fifty. Like, hey, <laughs> can, can I rent Ghoulies? No, you know can I rent Ghoulies too? No, you know well why? Because we're renting fucking Tequila Sunrise, you know or or whatever fucking <laughs> Fatal Attraction, you know they wanted to rent their shit and not fucking hook my ass up with anything. Um, <laughs> The box art is what, like, I remember always staring at and figuring. So I remember watching this, though, as a kid. And, like, you know, like, I understood, like, the uncle is the dr- is the drunk guy, right? But, like, when he said yeah. the DT line this time around, holy shit did it make me laugh. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, yeah. as a kid, I had no fucking yep. idea what that meant. You mm-hmm. know, now I'm like, oh, no shit, man. You know, but you know what's funny is I never knew what DT actually stood for, which is uh, delirium tremens. Um, which I yes, guess is, yep. is again literally going you know, delirious to the point that you start hallucinating and shit as you uh, come down from really really bad alcohol. Uh, alcoholism, yeah. you know. hardcore alcoholics go through it, where it's like you do nothing but drink all day long, and then all of a sudden you get cut off, and all of a sudden that's when you have the DTs, where it's like you start shaking, you start seeing things. So of course, Uncle Ned is trying to convince Larry and Sir Nigel of like what happened. He's like, yeah, you got to come see this. You got to come see this. And when he leads them back where the trunk, where the ghoulies were, they're gone. So, of course, Larry's like, well, goddamn, oh, you're drunk again. You're goddamn drunk. Like, you know, we need a carnival barker, and you're drunk. And, of course, they're not just like, hey, take it easy on him, all right? Like, he's drunk. He's sick. Take he's care sick. of him. I'm like, oh, poor Nigel trying to be the voice of reason with Larry. He's just like, goddammit. We, we have a show to put on. We're up against the line here. Uh, but then that night, that's when Harden goes to Nicole and says, hey, uh, after your five shows, you want to uh, meet up, you know, and discuss your yeah. future with the company? And the rest of the women yeah, are like, well, they don't call Harden for nothing. And they all laugh. So that night, the carnival, again, like I said, is in full swing. We see the freak show. And then we see the tease of a show where Nicole and other women are dancing like reptiles. Including their boss, who's like, yeah, check them out. They dance like reptiles. Oh, you got to come see this. And then <laughs> Watch your pleasure the... herself with the reptiles. Oh, wait, sorry. With that's the Blade reptiles. Runner. <laughs> 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 they dance. But then we get introduced to, to uh, <laughs> we get introduced to Eddie and Leo, who are the two most fucking jaded kids I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, even at that age, it wasn't that jaded. Dude. Like, oh, oh, fucking I, was, I, I was a little shit. Shit sucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that bad. I was like, even at that age. So I go, Satan's dead. Yeah, huh? you were. That's going to be great. <laughs> no, I was not at that was, age. I still if, wanted to be scared. No, no. If it was horror related, you were that bad. <laughs> I, I was not to this level. I was not to this level where I'm like, oh, I'm not impressed. Like, you know, I went into haunted houses, and I always wanted to be scared as a kid. And sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't. But we also get introduced to a group of teens. Well, what's, that includes well, what's funny with the two yeah, kids, ahead. though, too, though, is, is, like, you can see that he's putting on the front. 
He's a little bit scared. Yeah. He's a little bit nervous, the older one, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the younger one, too. Mm-hmm. And there's moments where something yeah. happens, and they're both like, oh, whatever. But, you know, what's funny is I'm looking at the both of them, and I'm like, holy shit, like, both these kids look so familiar. Now, the older one, I ended up looking up, like, yeah, he's been in stuff, so mm-hmm. that's probably, I've just seen him in a yeah. ton of shit. But the younger one, dude... This kid has a fucking, like, a total, like, for forever for me, a role that I'll never forget. He's Les's younger brother in License to Drive, man. Oh, oh yep. shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's where he's from. I checked it out, too, so I get that. I was like, oh, my God, that is him. Yeah. Um, I, but, I'm looking but, at but this the, fucking little fucker, and I'm like, dude, I know that smile somewhere. <laughs> but, then, but then when we get to the other teenagers, you know, with their fucking tunes, all right, and they show up and shit like that. I was okay. And then we have our guy with the tunes, but then we have the other motherfucker show up, and I was like, okay, I know that motherfucker because I know those fucking eyebrows. I know so those fucking Jensen. eyebrows. Halloween <laughs> 4, Buffy yeah. Vampire Slayer, Days of Confused. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. That's Teddy. You know and what? Merle, this guy, yeah. mm-hmm. has he ever played an adult in a movie? Like, he's like nope. a fucking teenager. <laughs> like, for like 12 to no. 15 fucking years, he was a teenager in every movie I ever seen. Oh, always. <laughs> always a, a teenager. Always like 18 years old. Um, but the other guy that doesn't have a girlfriend with Teddy and Bobby is Merle, and that's played by William Butler, who you might remember from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3, and also Friday the 13th Part 7. No, Friday the 13th Part 7. He's the fucking cousin who's in there for the birthday party. (laughs) Yep. That is William Butler. Ice pick. Yeah. And also in in Texas Chainsaw 3, he gets tied upside down by uh, Viggo Mortensen's character and stabbed to death, and he goes just twitch. And then he gets to see his body twitch, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. So Uh this guy made a career of being killed. So they all go in with the boombox. They're all playing. They're like, fuck you, Larry. We're going to play our boombox, but we'll turn it off just for you. Nobody turns off his tunes. <laughs> so the two kids, Eddie and Leo, they go into the den with Eddie remaining optimistic and the other Leo all seeing all the cheap shit. He's like, oh, this is fucking lame. And then they reach the crypt, and a mummy pops up. Neither of them find it scary. Eddie kicks the mummy and he goes, ow! <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I love this. Just the fact that it just it reacts to them hitting it. Um, so they continue their trip through the den and we cut back to the teens having a makeout sesh in one of the rooms. Merle is missing. Oh, grabby, he doesn't know grabby, where grabby. he is. So don't worry about it. We'll just ditch him. I mean, he'll find his way. So the two couples leave the room. Merle, who is lost, looking for his friends, Bobby and Teddy. And then we also see Eddie and Leo continue to wander. They come across the Rakui in a basket of a guillotine where it vomits on Leo all over his shirt. Leo throws a ninja star at the ghoulie, but he catches it in his mouth and starts to eat it. Yes, this uh, place is better than Epcot! Get everybody! Dude, kid had a ninja star. Because when he pulls out the fucking ninja star, seriously, as like this moment, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with a ninja star? And, and like, the diva is straight up, it was the 80s, everybody had ninja stars. Okay, so so I know I know know you were you well yeah okay but like that's the thing like again as a kid like growing up in Staten Island, dude, we find there was a store like right in the fucking town (laughs) that you could buy like Ninja Stars, stars. you could buy switchblades, you could buy fucking butterfly knives, and like they sold it to us kids, you know because we were watching fucking. 
we grew up watching fucking Revenge of the Ninja and all this shit. So, yeah, here we are, a bunch of fucking, I don't know, seven to ten-year-olds running around with these... We could have literally killed each other and, like, maimed each other with these things. I'm still, like, it baffles my brain that we did not hurt each other more, considering we were throwing fucking real-deal fucking, like, metal shurikens around. (laughs) So, after that happens and they run out because they want to tell everybody, Bobby and Teddy, along with their girlfriends, make their way into a torture room where they could listen to Wasp and make out but then the ghoulies quickly yeah. arrive and end that party. So Bobby is attacked by the back ghoulie. His boombox is broken. No, no, a boombox. Devastated. Bobby, after being That's attacked, leaves with his girlfriend. So Teddy and his girlfriend decide to stay because they have more making out to do. So as they start making out, the rat ghoulie appears once again and starts to fucking puke all over them, eventually melding their faces together with the vomit. It's like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden you just see them continue to make out as the vomit lands on their faces and it's like well this is fucking metal <laughs> you know is that, is that being is that their death scene are we going to see them again it's like yeah you will trust me you will uh, but then all of a sudden we cut to Eddie and Leo outside of the carnival literally having everybody at the carnival listen to what they have to say and they're like oh my god dude the Satan's Den fucking rules. There was this creature in there, and dude, dude, I threw a ninja star at it, and it fucking ate it, and then it fucking vomited on me. Who wants to fucking touch the vomit? Who wants to touch me? And they're like, no. <laughs> well, the best is somebody, somebody in the background is like, oh, I, I love, love that, that stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just because I love that stuff. I was like, no, okay. And then Eddie Wheeler were like, come on, guys. And they lead everybody to Satan's den. I was like, imagine being at that carnival and fucking two little eight-year-olds were like, dude, you got to check out this shit. Let's go. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, fuck all these other rides and games. We have to check out (laughs) Satan's den. So the group arrives, and they all get tickets going to the den, super stoked to check it out. And then we see Bobby leaving with his girlfriend, threatening to sue. And then Teddy and his girlfriend appear covered in vomit, still stuck together. (laughs) As they walk down the steps, you know, from all the vomit, Merle is still walking around, and then he finds Bobby's broken boombox. You're tunes! I was like, yeah, I fucking love that line. Tunes, <laughs> you're tunes. Yeah, and then here the diva, you know, totally, totally grown up in the 80s, is like, uh, just slide them back into their spot. There's the tracks yeah. right there. We, we all grew up with these. All you do is just slide them off, man. <laughs> So he is a still no. set of the tunes he broken. But he doesn't get a lot of time to mourn because one of the ghoulies shows up and stabs him in the ankle with a switchblade. Oh. And they manage to get him onto the pendulum table where the pendulum blade starts to swing back and forth. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then we have to cut away because this movie again takes a lot of cuts. <laughs> it's like we're not going to show – we're not going to show exactly how he died, but he's dead. So we're just going to cut back to – where Harden notices that the den's making a lot of money. Harden wants to see those receipts when the place closes. Come on, you're making a lot of money. This is fucking pretty weird. And then more people starting to arrive to see the bats and the rats, and they're unimpressed by Sergeant Agile's work. When he shows up in his little monkey weird costume, he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, yeah, no, we want to see the rats, dude. And they're the rats. Like, what are you talking about, rats? So... They run into the den and they go see what they want to see. We only got Wasp on the soundtrack. We couldn't afford rats. 
want to suck like a beast. <laughs> so we see the ghoulies have wrapped up more like a mummy as Rio and Eddie show the people the ghoulies. The crowd chants rats as the ghoulies bow and then fucking high-five each other, dude. Like, it was so great. It's like, yeah. <laughs> They're all having a great time. They're like, we did good. We did good. Like, and they just start high-fiving like each other. It's just... like Queen at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're so excited. They're just anxious. So they see this act happening as Harden and Nicole go meet later that night in Sir Nigel's trailer. So the carnival's oh, down. They yeah. make their way in there. And Harden's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, what's going on? And she's like, well, I don't think we're going to be able to do a lot in that bed, don't you think? And he looks over at the bed, and it's a little bed for a little third Nigel. And he's like, but, hey, do you want to sit down and talk? And it's like one of those things where it's like he's trying to be, like, nice and funny, but he's still a fucking dick. Like, don't forget. And then when he says, you want to sit down and talk, then he picks up the small chair as well. And then he looks around and everything has scaled to Sir Nigel. Everything in the trailer (laughs) has scaled to Sir Nigel. Don't you get it? Because he's a little person. (laughs) So, So, Ned wakes up from his hangover, thinking that he needs another drink of whiskey. Then he realizes he just needs to show sure. The ghoulies are real. He needs to head into the den. And then at that point, Larry and Sir Nigel close it up for the night. So Ned's in the den, Larry and Nigel closing it. Larry sees Nicole leaving with Harden from Sir Nigel's trailer. And, of course, oh. he's like, that whore. So Larry sure. gives Harden <laughs> the, uh, the night receipts. The den has never made so much money. But Harden's going to have to wait a couple of days and just see if this is more than a one-time thing. And just then, two cops arrive with Bobby and his girlfriend. The cop explains oh, no. that their friend Merle went to the den and never came out, and Bobby was it's attacked by some big-ass mother bat. His exact word, <laughs> some big-ass mother bat. So He's Teddy got and his girlfriend his Look. <laughs> also got caught in some goo-ass shit. So something's going on in there, and Larry denies knowing anything about what's good with claiming. Harden pulls the cop away to talk as Bobby tells Larry, that he's going to chuck this shit down. Oh, so then we come back to yeah. Ned walking through the den, and for some reason he has a light bulb in his hand that's lit. They never explain it, but for some reason he manages to hold a light bulb that's lit dude, as he goes no, through. Dude, that, no, that, 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 dude, that's just an old school magician trick. Like three stooges. That's the point, man, is... He he's go, always going Uncle around Fox with his old magic around. tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, and he just happens to know the trick and he's using it to like his way around. Well, there you go. So he eventually comes across the mummified body of of a Merle with the cut across his chest, and he's like, "Oh God, like I'm to blame for everything that's going on. Like this is my fault." And then the Ratgoolie appears, and Ned blames himself once again and commands the Ratgoolie to go back to hell where it belongs. The back goalie knocks out the light. Ned realizes he needs his grimoire. If he has his grimoire, he could send them all back to hell and everything's going to be okay. So we see Harden paying off a cop and tells him that, you know what, if they show up, I will let you know everything's going to be okay. So the cop asks if there's anybody left in the den. Nope. Nope. No one. And then all of a sudden we see a light pop on in the den. It's like, oh, shit. Well, uh, you know, we said no one, but, you know, yeah, these things happen. 
logical failure. So, of course, the cops are like, oh, no, we got to check it out. we got to see what's going on. The light popped on. This has to be something. So Ned opens up his grimoire. Get that yeah, go ahead, Mikey. I was going to say, but then we have the thing of, okay, so the cops are going to go check it out, and then everyone follows the cops inside. Yep, that's right. So meanwhile, Ned finds his book. He decides he's going to find out how to send these ghoulies back to hell. He makes a pentagram in his, in his blood after being attacked by a ghoulie on the floor, and he sits down to read, and he just needs this thing to happen. He needs to be able to send them back to hell because it's his fault. But he doesn't get that chance because one of the ghoulies is chewing on electrical wire and then jams it into his ankle, electrocuting him to death because it was attached to the electric chair. So it's not, not Ned. We were behind him. He was going to turn it around. Yeah, but didn't we cover this in Evil Dead? You never read from the book. You never read from the book. No, you never do. But this one's supposed to work. So Larry and the cops and Hardin and Bobby and his girlfriend enter the room. They discover the torn wire, the pentagram in blood, and Ned's dead. One of the cops tells Hardin that they're going to have to be an inquiry, but Hardin quickly attempts to shut everything down, saying, Ned was a drunk. He just tripped over something. Oh, well, can you explain the fucking gas in his neck? No? Well, I don't think he tripped. Looks like he got bit by something. But no, they don't have any further. Yeah, I know. Do you guys take hundreds? So he um, decides to say it's an accident. The next day, Larry is working on a tractor as Sir Nigel arrives bringing him a coffee, and Nigel tells him that Uncle Ned was a fine guy, but he can't let the carnival turn into what he became. He just needs to give it a rest and just take a day. Larry gets angry and yells at Sir Nigel, you know, what are you going to do when Harden fires us? How many openings are there for second-ranked hobgoblins at MST3K? Not saying it. But what are you, a member of the Dwarves Union or something? And then certain Nigel starts <laughs> to tear up. We're, 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 we're going there. We're going there. Sorry, are you going to make him cry? Together. <laughs> I was like, dude, dude are you making him cry? Whoa. Like, oh, yeah. Cry. It's so, totally uncool. So there, and so there, make you cannot make little John Oates cry. All right? His kiss was on your list, dude. <laughs> like, don't do it. <laughs> like, you know, I was so upset. When he yelled at him and he no, walked no. away. <laughs> <laughs> so later that day, while Sir Nigel is repairing things in the Satan's den, he discovers that the ghouls are real and that they're everywhere. And he flees before they could do anything. Meanwhile, Larry's walking around the carnival and Nicole tries to console him. And he confronts her about her meeting with Harton. You fucking whore. And she's like, no, I don't like that at all. And he's like, oh, okay. Anyway, so what are we talking about? He is good with it. And he's like, yeah, you know, no big deal. Yeah, so he tells her that Harden tried to buy him out, and he told him to go to hell. They get coffee, and she's like, you know, he tried to get me to do a high wire act, but you know why I didn't want to do it? Because, like, my brother, uh, he was part of that act, and he died, and I saw it happen, and it was, like, fucking totally bad. And he's like, here, come on, baby, let me give you a kiss. And she's like, okay. It was like the fucking gremlin scene where Phoebe Case is talking about her dad getting stuck in the chimney as Santa Claus. She's like, that's why I hate Christmas. And Billy's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Wayne was watching the same act, and he was thinking about making her the new Robin, but he decided yeah, against it. Decided to... <laughs> so, oh, no, not that. 
Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're no longer in charge of the, you know, Satan's den. I am. Nigel has nothing to do with it. I don't really need either of you, so why don't you just take breaks? And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he goes to the back. And he's like, yeah, I guess I'm gone. Like, you know, nothing else I can do. And when he goes back into Satan's den, he hears a whimpering coming from a trunk. And when he opens it up, Nigel pops out of it going, they're everywhere. They're real. I don't know what's going on, but... They're living things like demons. Suddenly Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do Phil on the Carol, but it keeps coming up with Anthony Hopkins. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> it's so hard. Every time we try to do any voice, it always comes out as Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> or Sam. Hello, Ghoulies. <laughs> Hello, Ghoulies. Damn you, Ghoulies. <laughs> I hope there we go. Oh, 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 oh. He just went straight up Dr. Loomis on it. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Dr. Loomis says the ghoulies, you know, patient, patient. I watched him for 17 oh, years. That's, that's they, a fucking crossover that we need. This is, what, <laughs> this is why they need digital fucking movie characters now, okay? That's what we need. We need Sam Loomis versus the ghoulies. <laughs> I watched him for 17 years. I don't know what they're doing. We're doing something. I watch him watching the wall, seeing past the wall. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so, Larry is a convinced No, dude, about dude it. No, that's where Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the cool is. I'm just like, I'm just going to thrill me. <laughs> goddamn ghoulies. I tell you, all I came here to do was drink, get away from my goddamn ex-wife, and then the ghoulies show up. God damn it. All I wanted to get was some pussy, and next thing you know, I have a shotgun, and I'm trying to kill these ghoulies. Shit's fucked up. First summer shamrock, now the ghoulies. Why am I here? It's because of my mustache. I should shave this thing off. Yeah, I just make a damn doctor. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually Larry is convinced that they're real because he eventually sees them. And then Larry is accosted by all the creatures at the same time. The bat ghoulie, the reptile ghoulie, they're all Dang causing him pain. He runs to a nearby wall, using the prop with a bunch of wires to slam his hand into it, and gets them all shocked off him. So Larry is now running around the carnival telling all the workers that there's trouble at the den. He needs everyone's help. So one of the guys working the rifle game gives him a rifle, saying, I'm not going to help you, but here's a rifle. And he's like, okay, great. So no, he told them the 38 snub nose. Yeah. Here you so go, kid. All, they all arrive and they all want to get into the den, but of course Harden's like, "You can't go in there." And he tells the guard, "If they all try to get in there, shoot them." And of course the guard's like, "I'm not going to shoot a kid. What are you fucking crazy?" And he's like, "You're fired. Give me a shotgun." <clears throat> so we get two back in the den. Teddy is tied up to the pendulum table. Bobby has his head in the guillotine blade, and the crowd's like, "Hell yeah, dude!" Let's fucking do it. The ghoulies like, yeah, you want to see it? You want to see it? You want to see some action? You know, let's do it. And they're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. 
Then all of a sudden, you see Nigel and Larry all run in. Damn, they're demons. They're rats. They're monkeys. And Sir Nigel manages manages (laughs) to get all the crowd out of there and gets them to race to uh, safety as the group gets attacked by the ghoulies in various ways, all except Harden, who jokingly wants to know where Larry got them. Larry demands that the ghoulies have to be killed. Harden says, eh, you know, it's not my problem. So, you know, people die, people die. Larry tries to grab the gun. This causes a fight, blowing a hole in the wall. Harden's knocked down, and we get the reveal of the Iron Maiden opening up and patting bodies inside. So she had Iron Maiden! Time. Yeah, good time. Excellent! And now, and now the ghoulies are just causing That's havoc. The They're running around, causing havoc, causing pain, just causing everything to, to go out of whack. The buffer cars, the, you know, the Ferris wheel, everything. It's just going crazy. It's, it's, you know, it's uh, awesome. Like, when they get, when they get you to know, this stage where they, they are, like, just causing havoc all, all over the, the carnival, it's just fun, fun havoc all over the place. It's, it's like the, the, it's like the, the secrets in Gremlins when the Gremlins go fucking crazy and, and the entire town is, is just getting fucked up for it. So... You know, all this is happening, like, we, we see them causing havoc, like we had said. The, the, there's a clown that gets knocked into a water tank. His arm gets ripped off at one point, and he's just waving around going, oh, my God, no. <laughs> so it's, it's decided that they have to get the grimoire from Ned's body in his trunk. You know, we have to read from that grimoire, and that's how we're going to get rid of all these ghoulies. And that's when we see Harden deciding, you know, now is a good time to take shit. Because, like, I'm so scared. <laughs> I have to fucking drop trowel. And I have to go into this off-site men's bathroom, take a shit. He runs in there, decides to unbuckle his pants, and when he sits down, he gets his butthole eaten by a ghoulie. Have you ever had that happen? Harden did. Wouldn't recommend it, zero stars. (laughs) But he did. He got that butthole eight. So it didn't work out the way that he wanted it to. Oh, not like a nine ball. So what eventually happens is that Larry grabs the grimoire. He's outside in the carnival with Nigel and Nicole, and he makes a pentagram in the dirt. Sir Nigel reads from the book. The back ghoulie knocks it out of Nigel's hand. Nicole has to use her high-wire expertise to climb up the Ferris wheel, drop it back down so they can once again start reading in Latin. And that's when the ground shakes via the gate technology, and we see a big-ass ghoulie <laughs> climb up out of the ground and start going around and eating all the ghoulies. Like, climbs out, eats the bat ghoulie, and it's like, oh, look, there's the cat ghoulie going to eat it. Oh, look, there's the dog ghoulie going to eat it. So it just walks around eating all the ghoulies. And they're like, yeah, but wait a second. What the fuck are we going to do? Like, we, well, how are we going to kill that one? And they're like, oh, shit, yeah. Probably should have thought of that before we did this. So they run from the big ghoulie. Once it destroys all the little ghoulies, it tries to go after Sir Nigel because he's a little guy. He thinks it's a little gooey, but no, no, we got to protect him. Protect him. Protect him. So they run into Sir Nigel's trailer. They grab his monkey, weird ghoul costume and they shove it with uh, Molotov cocktails. Let's put all these Molotov cocktails into this costume. We'll make it a trap. We'll throw it outside the trailer. He's going to fucking eat it and he's going to be destroyed. That's how we kill the evil. So, of course, what do they do? They do the whole action of stuffing it full. With Molotov cocktails, they light one of them in the eye of the costume, and the big boy is like, ooh, food! Immediately eats it, shoves it into his gullet, 
and it explodes, causing it to go back underground into the chasm from where it came. So it's like, well, that was fucking easy. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's all we had to do? That's fucking awesome. Like, you know, that's great. So the big ghoulie is done. Big ghoulie is destroyed. All the evil is destroyed. So, but wait a second. There's one is more it? that they didn't get. Oh, no. They didn't get the little reptile ghoulie. For some reason, we didn't see it get eaten. We saw all the others get eaten. So did they forget or are they going towards something? We're going to find out. So the following day, Patty's boss blames everything on heavy metal music and devil worship. It's 88. Oh. Satanic Panic was in full fucking charge at this point. <clears throat> so, yeah. And he's talking to the cops and tells them that Dixie, who is one of the other workers at the carnival, tells Nicole she's going to stay behind. This is her life. This is the carnival. Go on, kid. Get out of here. You found love. And she's oh, like, I did. Little Larry. I did great. We're going to jump into our bug, and, you know, we're going to drive away into the sunset. I'm like, ah. Of course. So what are they going to do with the rest of their lives? Nothing's no. going to stop us now. With this California plate, because, again, from a completely different state, still <laughs> shot Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the California. So they're weaving. What do we know about their existence from then on? We don't know. They're just they're two kids. They're in love. Go on. You know, hey, yo, go on. Who knows? But – they say their goodbyes to Sir Nigel, and they drive off. But as they drive off, they pan over to the men's outdoor restroom. And within that toilet, we hear a toilet flushing, followed by a ghoulie's laughter as it closes <laughs> out with that. But not only that, yeah, we hear that. <laughs> but then we shut out with wasps scream until you fucking like it from the live <laughs> it's raw I fucking love Lucky Wallace. I love Wasp. And I was like, dude, the music video incorporates scenes from the movie and also the first one. But I just, I love that it was a Wasp because they were a huge target for Tipper Gore back when she started the PMRC back in the 80s. Ah. Because they had their Hungry Fuck Like a Beast album. And she took a lot of promotional pictures holding up that album going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. And I was like, yeah, I just fucking love them. Wasp isn't the greatest heavy metal band ever, but I love the fact that they were a target of Tipper Gore back when the yeah. Satanic Panic was at full scale, especially in 88. You know, after you have, like, Dee Snyder and, you know, Frank Zappa and John Denver, of all people, <laughs> testifying about music. I was like, John Denver? I was like, you know, he's like, yeah, I want to talk about music. Now I'm censoring it. I'm like, okay, Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> Your music is not dangerous, but it's fine. But, yeah, I, I, again, love Ghoulies to, to death. I, heavy rotation back when I was a kid. I watched it all the time. I was so sad in Ghoulies when they didn't have a toilet death, but in Ghoulies 2 they did, so it's like, yeah, we're going to pay it off. And then they're going to college. So, uh, again, the Dean's on here. He didn't give us a pick, so we're going to go blind. So. Hopefully by Monday I'll be able to announce a pick of the Dean. Hopefully it's not uh, French. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> Mucky, thank you so much for joining us tonight with the return of the Ghoul and Ghoulies too. That's right, folks. And, yeah, again, uh, Ghoul, thank you for introducing me to the world of the Ghoulies. I had a great time with this pick. And as always, those of you at home, thank you for letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Mwah! <laughs>
Okay. All right. Vu, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself out? For entertaining my, my wonderful desire to watch Ghoulies 2. Monkey, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I had a feeling you yeah. were this was right up your alley, and I also knew that you hate when we start movies in the middle of whatever series it is. Hopefully you'll take this <laughs> and we'll watch Ghoulies 1. All, I know all of them were available on my YouTube. So. Uh, watch them so, all. They're all Aside from that, yeah, get, watch them all. Enjoy them, man. It's okay. We'll, we will get around to the others at another point or, or whatever. We're probably not. Absolutely. We'll get through another series somewhere midway, you know, because that's what I like to do. Uh, <laughs> Fucker. Aside, aside from that, stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. And as for me, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Angie G. Thanking you so much for listening to this episode. We're recovering the Ghoulies 2 from 1988. On to next week with the Dean mystery pick as of right now. But that's okay. Woo! Hail Satan. Hail yes. Odorous. Hail yourselves. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. Keep it weird. Keep it goopy. We'll see you back here next Mention week. Listen to what? <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. Fuck like a beast. Yeah! Nope. <laughs>